Welcome to Gunfighter Cast. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw. With me is my co-host, John McGregor. Hey, John. Hey, Daniel. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, very good. Another beautiful morning. This is our second time we're recording this. Uh, the first time didn't come out so well, so uh, we had some technical difficulties. I've been living in a hotel for the last three weeks and just didn't quite work out for a few different reasons. Here we are, and we're going to talk about how fun guns are, basically. But uh, we wanted to remind you folks, you know, we get serious all the time and we talk about uh, some pretty serious to- topics at times. Talk about training and protection and all that. Just want to remind you why we got into this. For me, it was because guns are just a heck of a lot of fun. It's a good time. And in the middle of all of our training and everything we're doing, we got to remember to have fun too. So, John, you had some fun this past weekend, right? I did. One of the uh, things I do just for fun is uh, I'll bring my daughter shooting. And I uh, got a chance to go shooting with them this past weekend. So uh, what would you guys do? I know we talked about what you were going to do last time. Now we can actually talk about what you did. Uh, surprisingly, it is uh, pretty much what I said we were going to do. They got out there. They like uh, shooting uh, 22s with red dots if uh, if I can get them, and I was able to get one. And uh, then we worked up to a little 9mm pistol before um, the day was over. We spent maybe three to four hours total. Sounds like fun. So, uh, were they, they shooting pretty good? A lot oh, of smiles yeah. out there? Oh, yeah. They had a lot of fun. We took, uh, started the, uh, the Red Dot 22. It's a, um, it's a rifle. Um, I think it's a model 522, uh, semi auto. So, I think we started at, uh, 25, uh, standing. And then we went back to, we had benches at 50 and 100. So, ended up working back to 100 with them. And they were making uh, hits on steel targets. Oh, so you have some steel out there. That's always fun when they hear that ding. Yep, yep. It's cool. I look back and give you that big, I love you, daddy grin. Mm-hmm. Make, make you all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they enjoy it. Instant gratification. That's cool. Yep. That's got to be fun. You know, when my kids are old enough to go out and shoot some steel like that, it's going to be a good time. Right now, we do anything, especially just with my oldest son, just goes out and kind of uh, just shoots for the sake of shooting, learns about sights and weapons handling. That's about it. Obviously, we don't get to do much of that around here in, in Japan. But uh, when we get back, we will. Do you, were you able to you take them to, you got a local range you go to? Uh, I get to take them to SIG if there's no classes running. So, oh, wow, that's got to be rough. Yeah, that wasn't too hard to take. Um, so, yeah, we went on a uh, one of the three the 300-yard rifle range and just used the first 100 yards of it. Thinking about uh, how to have fun whenever you're shooting guns, you know, just uh, cleaning a gun is, is a good time. Drawing from the holster, dry firing in a mirror or on a target on the wall or uh, maybe you use a crimson trace laser and you're, you're testing your, your your trigger pulls or some other type of laser or you have one of those cert train, training pistols that uh, I reviewed on Gunfighter Cast a while back. It's uh, Doing it by yourself with no ammo is a good time. At the range, whatever you're doing out there training or just out there having fun, that's always a good time too. So we always talk about how we want to go out and train and we train at what we're good at. Now, do you think we're doing that because it's fun, and that's why we're doing that, John? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes. I, I, I think sometimes we got to be careful that we're not just training the stuff that we can do well, and that's why it's fun. Yeah, it, you, you got to. I hear people talk about it all the time. Like, go to the range and train what you're not good at. You know, training what you're not good at. Uh, yeah, that's good for training because you're going to get better at the things you're not good at. Every once in a while, I think it's perfectly fine to go back and. You know, not only do the things that you are good at for the sake of uh, remediation and, and maintaining that skill, but also leave that range on a good note. Having fun. Kind of like me playing golf. 
you know, I, I'd go out. I'm a horrible at driving. I can't drive to save my life. On the golf cart, I'm pretty good at driving, but the, uh, the hitting the ball off the tee, I, I'm quite horrible at it. But my short game is usually pretty decent, and I'll go out there and I'll play 18 holes and I'll play just horrible. But then I'll get one shot. Uh, I'll chip it up right next to the pin or, or something crazy that just makes me feel like a pro for a minute, and I'll have fun with that. So when I run into a par three course, I'm like, yeah, par three. You know, I, I can use a you know seven iron or something in, and then or it makes me feel good. You know, like uh, that's my that's my way to to get me to go back again because I don't think most of us go to the range and say, oh. I wake up in the morning, I guess I'm going to the range today. I really don't want to go shoot this match, or I really don't want to go out there and play with my guns and, and shoot some bullets, but I guess I will because I have to go. You know, I, I don't think we, we do that most of the time. Is that your experience? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes you can, it doesn't have to be a separate kind of whole session of just fun, and then, you know, other sessions are just work. I think, uh, like you said, leaving you know, having fun, leaving on a good note. Uh, sometimes it can work the other way too. Like I know when teaching, uh, if I'm teaching somebody um, the MP5 for the first time, pretty much one of the first things, um, you know, after going over the basic handling and, you know, how to stand so it doesn't knock you over when it goes on full auto, but, you know, some basic stance, one of the first things we do is just unload a magazine on full auto. Um, not much... It's not really so much for the gaining the skill of working full auto because that comes later, but more of a, uh, you know, just to get it out of your system. And plus, you know, that uh, especially in a new shooter shooting MP5 for the first time, you know, it's in the back of their mind. They want to see what this thing will do full auto. So just have a little bit of fun and then you can kind of bring it back to the task at hand, kind of focus on the on the drills and try to incorporate some fun more throughout the process as opposed to just making one particular session all fun and then you know working your support hand draw technique or something that's not so much fun for a whole session yeah you know you had me at mp5 i i think i've said before on gunfighter cast that it's uh like probably my favorite gun in the whole world to shoot is a uh, mp5 i don't care which variant I, I love them all every one of them the one that sounds like a saw machine in your shoulder you know the sd all the way to the pdw and stuff it's just uh awesome time just love that gun we do kind of do the same thing with the m16s and m4s you know we'll put it on you know ours are on burst we don't have the full auto capability but uh we'll get out and i'll have some you know newer shooters and you know everybody wants to shoot on burst everybody wants to shoot on uh, and, and just let it rip and see what's going on and what, what the gun can do and spin that ammo but there's also a training value to that too especially if you have someone there with you to fall check you you know the, you let that gun go on burst even the mp5 which has very little recoil uh, if you're in a not so good position then you're going to realize that you need to make your position a good position. And if you have someone out there that knows what they're doing, they'll be able to put you in a good position to where you can just hold that trigger down, go through that magazine, and just see how that gun can just stay right there and shoot an amazing group uh, just on full auto. And we do that with the uh, M4s and M16s. I call them burst drills. Uh, I don't think I came up with that. Somebody else did, but I stole it from them. But uh, I guess you could do the same thing with the MP5. One, they're having fun. And they're also learning as well. Yeah, we kind of, uh, I kind of cheat a little bit with that because, uh, like I said, I let them do it early just to have fun. But there is kind of a learning component kind of hidden because once we get um, done with the training, one of the last things I do is, again, the full magazine drill. But now they've been basically taught proper form and, you know, how to handle that weapon and... Once they shoot that, uh, pretty much end the class on another full magazine 
uh, drill, then they can compare the two and see what they've actually learned over the course of the class. So they get to have fun, but there's also some hidden kind of learning component as well that they get to uh, see their progress. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Now, not everybody has access to submachine guns. I guess they have that kind of fun. Yeah, it's a lot more fun for us because we're not paying for the ammo either. Uh, if we were worrying about, you know, there goes, you know, 25 bucks or whatever it is we're paying for ammo, every time we did that, it might not be quite so much fun. Yeah, I've been fortunate every time I get to play with MP5s that uh, I don't have to pay for the ammo. It's uh, When I was in security forces, I'd go out and it'd be FBI, HRT out there or uh, somebody from Homeland Security or ATF or... Uh, Customs and Border Patrol out there, somebody doing something, and or even NCIS, they had them too. And I'd go out there and just talk to them, and like, hey, you guys need me to get rid of some of that nine mil for you, you know, through the MP5s or whatever. And they're like, sure, go on, get busy, you know. And it was, uh, it was always a good time. I always volunteered to do that. Pretty much always uh, obliged. It's great. But since people don't always get to have that kind of fun, you know, I think there's a few things that you can do to make your range fun. Whether you're training or you're out there, you know, you're doing that. A couple of drills that day that are just for fun. Maybe set up a little course uh, with some cones and some steel targets. I think steel targets alone increase the fun of a range. Uh, I think they increase the training as well, but it's also just a heck of a lot more fun. Yeah, I agree with you, especially if you can get some of those, uh, the reactive steel targets, um, like the some type of swinger or knockdown or a uh, dueling tree. Those kind of, besides the, you know, the instant gratification of hearing that steel ring, you also get some kind of visual feedback as well yeah especially if you got a buddy and you're kind of going head to head and uh you got that something like a dueling tree that's uh or two texas stars out there or something that's uh that's a good time and make it get a little competition out of it that you know making something a competition not 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 everybody's as competitive as i am i'm sure but um anytime i get to introduce a competition into something whether it's just me and a friend or uh let's I'm competing against myself, and you know somebody's got me on the clock, and or they've set the targets to where they face for a minute and a half or a second and a half, and then they face away. Uh, if you have that ability, I'll have someone just keep adjusting that and dialing it down lower and lower and lower, so I have less exposure time to see how fast I can put two rounds on the target, reload, and two rounds on the target. You know, and just going against myself. And uh, there's, I'm definitely training there. I'm, I'm repeating a process that I need to do to decrease the speed of my reloads. But at the same time, you know, that's fun. I'm competing with myself. And then, uh, you know, my buddy will come up there and then he'll do it and do the same thing and see how fast he can go. And hopefully I'm faster so I can, you know, talk crap later on to him. But yeah, steel targets or some kind of targets that, that actually uh, move on command or something like that gives you a lot more options of, of fun things to do. Yeah, I think um, you also just kind of gave a clue on, um, besides the targets, particular drills, because I don't even think we talked about it uh, today yet, but I've heard it in other. Uh, other recordings you've made, but uh, you've mentioned how you like practicing those reloads, that uh, two rounds, reload two rounds, see how fast you can get through. Uh, what are some other drills that you like to, you know, if you're just going to go out there for fun, or you have other things that you particularly like to do? Yeah, I like to do uh, I like to do big box drills, you know, with the four to six targets. I may be moving laterally and then come back for headshots on all of them. So what's a, if if you don't know, what is a box drill? Uh, a box drill, typically, if you just, just a straight up box drill, is you're going to have two targets right in front of you uh, or somewhere downrange, and uh, you're going to put two in the chest on one and then two in the chest on the next one. You're going to transition straight to it. Then you're, that last one that you put two in the chest on, you're going to go straight to his head, put one in the head, and then go back to the first target you engage to the head, basically creating a box pattern in your engagement. And uh, that's a box drill for uh, two targets. A big box drill is generally what we call something that's uh, more than two targets. 
And for that, uh, instead of taking the time to take that precision, uh, takes a little bit longer headshot uh, on the first two targets, we run through the rest of the targets very quickly, putting two in each chest for a number of different reasons, and um, then come back for those headshots. And that's fun, and you can do this a lot of times while you're shooting and moving laterally at the same time, maybe even working a reload in there. Uh, it's just having it's just a lot of fun having you know multiple targets out there shooting. I mean, you go you go out to a range and you got one target and you shoot at that one target. I'm gonna get bored pretty quick. Uh, but if you got multiple targets out there, you can do a lot of different things. Uh, if you got your buddy out there with you, you can uh, use different color spray paint, put different shapes on there. Uh, he might call red. He might call triangle. You know, he might call circle. He might call black. Uh, whatever color you find that color or you find that shape and you put two shots on it. Uh, something like that while you're moving through uh, maybe some cones or something you set up. I like doing things like that. That's uh, it's always fun. It's good. It trains situational awareness as well. Uh, you're identifying targets and you're engaging the targets. Those are uh, a few things I like to do. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because when you said box drill, we actually do something different, especially on the, the SWAT team I'm on. When we do a box drill, uh, we'll have a number of targets downrange, but the box portion is actually a box of cones on the range itself. So it might be two two cones at the, um, well, let's say, seven-yard line and two cones at the 15-yard line. And it's all—it's a uh, total shooting on the move drill where you're moving around the the perimeter of the box of cones you created, gauging targets that are on the uh, zero line. So some of them will be set up so if you figure you're going in one direction, uh, you start off you're moving forward, engaging a target, then you're moving uh, laterally, engaging a target, then when you get to the next cone, you're backing out, engaging a target, and then again moving laterally back to where you started engaging a target. So. Different different type of box drill, but uh, I think you had mentioned with the uh, the box drill you do incorporating movement into that as well. So kind of two different uh, two different types of box drills. Anything that's movement, you incorporated that movement. That's going to be a lot of times people just go out there and stand there. And you know I've talked many times before that how I think that's good for entry level beginners, but we need to start moving because uh, the dash cam videos shows that people don't stand still very long. Uh, we see that in a lot of different things, and uh, when we see uh, robberies in, in stores that are caught on video, dash cam video, uh, we, we see that a lot. So standing still is usually not what your body's going to naturally do. It's not the way you're going to naturally react. So uh, getting used to shooting on the move might be something that you want to practice a lot uh, and be good at. And it just so happens that it's fun. You know, it's uh, it's different and it's it's a good time. Yeah, one thing we got to remember though is that uh, you know we're kind of spoiled as far as you know the range facilities we have and what we can do. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I talk to a lot of people from the classes that when they're at their home range, they're pretty much locked in the booth. They don't get to uh, they don't get to move around or or anything like that. Some they can't even draw from holsters. So yeah, we're we're somewhat spoiled. But that's something else that you can do. That's you know we're talking about having fun with firearms is even if you can't do this stuff live on the range you know these are the things that you can be practicing uh you know depending on where you live if you get a, a garage or backyard or something with uh you know either an airsoft or uh, an unloaded weapon but practicing those movement skills and dry firing at the same time just to because i mean dry fire it's very good but sometimes it can be very boring these are some things you can do to kind of kick it up a little bit to you know not only make it valid training but make it a little more fun as you're practicing your dry fire skills yeah dry fire can be a heck of a lot of fun people think you know i'll do dry firing it's it's it helps me shoot better it's good but it's not a fun thing to do i'd rather actually be shooting real bullets i mean of course you would but think about what you can do what you have out there 
or maybe you have cover around or something or or you just you don't have any cover but you're standing in the middle of your garage and you've got your magazine pouch on your side you got your clear weapon you fire a shot uh, or go ahead and have your slide lock to the rear like you're getting ready to conduct a reload uh, you see that you need to do a reload as you're doing that reload practice bang step offline and do that reload uh, that's going to simulate that you know one uh, if you can't engage right then there's nothing wrong with moving if you can't put bullets down range then uh, moving is pretty much your best defense that you can do right there at that point in most situations uh, also if you had cover to move to in a situation you could be practicing moving to cover for that reload in case um, you might be super fast at reloading, but then you might something might happen that really slows you down out there when it's actually going on. So being in the habit of stepping offline or stepping to cover and getting behind that is definitely a good habit to get into. And it's something to change up your dry fire routine. That could, uh, you know, it's a little bit more fun, a little bit more movement action involved. Anything else for dry firing? No, I think you pretty much uh, pretty much covered the dry fire stuff. It's you know it's an important important thing to do. We can't always make it to the range as often as we want, but certainly something that we don't want to neglect either yeah it's free you know it doesn't cost anything you know, and you don't have to carry it anywhere if you've got your gun you've got your the ability to dry fire so dry firing what drills do you like to do if you're out there not doing a class and say you're out there by yourself or with a uh like experienced shooter uh, what kind of stuff would you do john well I like to practice um it, it'll somewhat it'll somewhat depend on what what i've got scheduled because if um like if i know i'm teaching a particular class in a couple weeks i'll kind of gear towards some aspects of that class but some of the things that uh you can just kind of go to things um similar to you i like practicing the uh emergency reloads i'll do that dry as well uh got some dummy rounds so i can practice that make it uh somewhat realistic uh as far as as realistic as dry fire can be but uh, i like the reloads i like uh holster work uh especially from concealment I, i just think it's more it's you know, somewhat practical, but uh, I think it's just more fun practicing uh, getting the pistol out of the holster, while incorporating some type of movement. Uh, you know, trying to react to something. You know, it's hard to say because it's so much of it is fun. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, uh, you know, we'll go back to the 25 yard line and you know see if we've got some in our indoor range. We've got some eight inch head plates. You know, just go back to the 25 and see if you can. Uh, work left to right drop all the head plates but you know sometimes three yard line just coming out of the holster and trying to get uh, two to four rounds off as fast as you can while you're moving just so much stuff to have fun with it's it's hard to just narrow it down to one yeah there's so many options i mean up close shoot, shooting from retention uh and then you know stepping back and hitting another target uh you know the a two-handed grip it's mm-hmm. uh it, things like that it's a good time it's it definitely dry fire that a little bit before you do it live in, in the name of uh, safety, uh, get used to what you're doing, the movements down, everything before you actually go live with it. But that, that's always a good time. It's a, it's not limited to pistols. You know, a lot of our people who listen to the show have multiple guns. They don't just carry pistols. They have shotguns uh, and rifles. Uh, if you've got a lever action, practice, practice you know, reloading that thing. Uh, it's the same thing I always talk about with the shotgun. If you're not killing, you're filling. you got to keep those guns in the fight like that. Those guns that any ch- chance you get, you got to feed that thing some more bullets. So practice feeding that thing bullets. Um, get you some dummy rounds and practice doing that. And, uh, you know, eject some out and put some more in. Just keep working that. And that's uh, definitely a skill that you want to get get good at. Uh, shotguns the same way. Practice your, uh, your different types of reloads. Practice reloading from a, a pouch, a pocket. Uh, practice reloading from a side saddle if you have that. Uh, whatever you have, practice using all your different methods, and 
you can sit there with uh, dummy rounds that you know you could, they, you paid for them once. You don't have to keep buying them. You can figure out what works for you the best. So that way, when you get down range and you've got the ammo that you paid for that goes away, and you got to pay for it again, you can get out the you you know what's going to work for you the best, and you can practice that once you get out there. Yeah, I'm bringing up shotguns uh, as far as some some of the fun things to do with those. Like you said, if you're not shooting, you should be uh, reloading because uh, they don't hold a whole bunch. But I I do enjoy. That's not what I said, Mister Politically Correct Guy. Oh, what did I said? If you're not, uh, I said if you're not killing, you're filling. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, um, but for for whatever reason, I sound like uh, an NRA instructor here for a second. What's that? I said you sounded like an NRA instructor Ooh, there for no. a second. Where you, you I'll can't use say the weapon. word weapon. I'm not scared. <laughs> but uh, I do like practicing the reloads. Um, you know, throwing one in the ejection port, bringing the uh, bringing the pump forward, filling the tube, all that, uh, all the loading skills that you've got to be up on for the shotgun. Uh, that's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, those you know, you buy your little bag of you know five dummy rounds for like under ten bucks, and you know you're good to go. A lot of a lot of practice to be done. There's plenty of practice you can do dry with a shotgun. Select shell drills and stuff like that. There's just all kinds of stuff that you can do. Your options are you can dry fire that thing for a long, long time without going down range and still suck at it once you get down range with it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not easy stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a complicated weapon. It's a, a great one. It's easy uh, in some ways, but then uh, once you get into a little bit more intermediate and advanced stuff, you know things get really complicated. It takes some work, and it's not a light gun. So it's definitely something to, to practice, without a doubt. Well, presentation. I think one of the most important things you can do with a shotgun, uh, carbine, a pistol is just practice going from the either the holster or the compressed ready uh, with a rifle from the alert or the ready. Uh, same thing with a shotgun. Or going from your, your three-point sling or whatever you, you're using, or one point, anything, uh, and practice presenting that weapon to the target, putting sights on target, as all that's happening, you've already placed the selector lever on semi uh, or whatever you know safety mechanism you have. You put it on fire, and get on the trigger. That's a, a skill that's definitely needed, and that's not going to be fun for a long period of time. But uh, you know, definitely a uh, you know a little bit of fun definitely has some training value in it too. How about uh, transitioning to a secondary weapon? That's uh, something else that's kind of fun to do. It is, and you could do that and not spend a dime. You know, same thing, dry firing, or when you get down range, it's even more fun. Empty a magazine with that rifle and then transition to that pistol. Use a few different methods of doing that. F- figure out which one works for you and uh, do those transitions. And that might be something later on that we work on when we start actually, uh, you know, see if we can get some videos out and stuff that we're planning on in the future. Hitting that. But it's, um, yeah, that's a good time. Not everybody, that's not very practical for everybody, but, you know, you with a SWAT background and, uh, a lot of law enforcement officers out there listen to Gunfighter Cast, and definitely a good skill for them to have. A lot of them uh, might just have that that gun in their car, you know, in their patrol car, and it goes down when they need it, and they have to transition to their regular duty pistol. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't uh, at least uh, places I'm familiar with don't carry a whole lot of ammo. Uh, a lot of the guys and girls they'll throw a few extra mags in their their bag, but not everybody does that. But yeah, it's real easy to. To uh, go through your magazine or two that come with the rifle. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, when, whenever you're, uh, you know, on the range and you got a 30-round magazine in an in a AR, you know, depending on what you're doing, it could take you a while to get through that 30 rounds. But I'm going to tell you from experience, whenever you're actually, you know, sending lead down range and somebody's sending lead in your direction, you're not going to realize, but you're just ran out of ammo. And it's going to happen way before you know it. So it's uh, that's why I push reload so hard. And uh, 
definitely, you know, having enough ammunition. Nobody ever died by having too much ammo at a gunfight. Yeah, I've, I've heard it said you uh, can't have too much ammo unless you're swimming. Yeah, then I guess it'd be a bad thing. So uh, those are some drills. How about calibers? You know, you, you, your girls like to shoot the twenty twos, and I think everybody likes to shoot twenty twos. I know I love shooting twenty twos. One, it doesn't hurt my wallet too much. Little, very low recoil. You get to actually, you'll, you'll be able to see any imperfections you have in the shot process because the lack of recoil, you know, the lack of noise. You don't have that big bang. That's uh, less scary for a new shooter that's trying to learn you know the fundamentals of marksmanship uh there's less uh reason for anticipating the recoil and uh you know cringing right as that shot's being fired or just saying okay go down range now you know and then they jerk and break their wrist down a little bit that i see a lot if uh having that 22 out there you know that's a good time and an awesome training tool uh that's very inexpensive yeah it's almost like a bridge between uh you know you got dry fire and you got live fire you know the 22 is technically live fire but it's it's kind of between the two like you said for all those reasons you get to see kind of everything that's happening and also not getting the stimulus that's causing you sometimes to do bad things you go to the uh, full power calibers good word stimulus yes that's what i was looking for i want to throw out a weapon system too as well because stimuli and yeah throw a weapon system yep <laughs> I think one of us got made fun of for doing saying that. And yeah, that's yeah. yeah. In the Marine Corps, we say weapon system all the time, and that's about as crazy as we get. You know, basically everything's a weapon system because now we have a our weapon system is an M4 or an M16A4 with an RCO. That's your weapon system. It's those two things, uh, and a lot of times it'll have a light on it. So kind of everything together becomes the system. You know, the magazine. And, uh, everything, I guess, uh, by itself is just the weapon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus it sounds cool too. You know, I don't know who comes up with all this stuff. It's uh, I make fun of people all the time for saying, uh, we're going to go over here and utilize this. I'm like, you know, why don't you just say use? It's, many, it's less syllables. It's easier to say. But they'll say utilize because it makes them sound smarter. I try not to do that, but it happens every once in a while. I caught myself uh, last week saying utilize, and I made fun of myself in front of everybody. I guess if I want to make fun of everybody else, i got to make fun of myself. But, yeah, 22 is a good time. You know, I, I tell people, uh, and some people disagree with my love for the 9mm. Uh, I love 45s too, and I really love that uh, you know, 357 SIG that I can't afford right now. A 9mm, I think, all around, it's just a, a great round to go out and have fun with, and even to carry, but uh, it's, it doesn't cost that much to go shoot. You know, Maybe you can't afford to go out and shoot that 1911 that you love to shoot because that thing is expensive. You know, that, that ammo is not cheap, especially if you're shooting your carry ammo out there, which you should be every once in a while. It's uh that stuff can break the bank real quick. You know, that nine millimeter makes it a uh, a little bit more affordable to go out there and shoot, and you know less punishing on the uh, the new shooters. Which I noticed that uh, you took the girls up to the nine millimeter and not the three fifty seven six. Yeah, um, obviously you want to kind of have your audience, um, you know, kind of gear your, your caliber selection to your audience, and you know might be at some point we'll we'll shoot three fifty seven sig with them. I think um, not. I think I've shot 45 with them before. Um, not a whole lot, but again, you know, you don't you don't want to get them into something too heavy to you know where it's, you know it might be fun for me to shoot the 45, but if it's not fun for them, um, then that's where you know I can be doing more harm than good as far as you know trying to have a good time at the range. Yep, exactly. So we talked about targets, calibers. Uh, you said you had some 22s with red dots. Kind of already killed the 22 thing, but you know, having an optics fun. Yeah. If and if it's a new shader shooter, they've seen videos and movies all the time of, of lasers going through dark rooms and going around, passing past the camera lens and stuff, looking all cool. 
you know, if, if you got some lasers, put a laser on a gun. That'll make them new shooters. That's that's cool to them, you know, and it's cool to a lot of people, but I'm not a huge fan of visible lasers. I do like the Crimson Trace for a number of different things that I've talked about before, but I'm not crazy about visible lasers. But uh, if I have something laying around, I'll throw that thing on there and let somebody play with it. You know, it's fun. It's a good tool for seeing what they're doing wrong when they're taking the shot, too. So you make it fun. And I think that's the next point that we should bring up. I keep, we keep talking about taking new shooters, and this wasn't what it was supposed to be about. It's kind of what it became about a little bit. New shooters out there or someone like our, our kids or friends out shooting, and then we want to help them learn to shoot uh, as well. But we got to draw the line somewhere. We can't go out there and, and try our best to prove to them that you know we are God's gift to marksmanship and we know every single thing there is about it. You're just not up to my standard. I mean, we got to be very careful about that, especially with new shooters. Let's go out there. You got to kind of let them go. You got to kind of let go of the reins. You know, make sure you enforce safety. But uh, for the most part, it's just you know, here here it is. Familiarize, have fun, you know, enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's it's kind of easy where. You know, especially if it's somebody brand new and if you've had some experience with firearms, you're an instructor, you know, you can sit there and, and see nine or ten things that, that you could be correcting them on all the time. But, you know, first of all, just from a learning, you know, a method of learning, you know, if somebody tells you, okay, you need to do this, 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 ten different things, you're really not able to concentrate on improving on any of them. So um, other than, you know, a little bit of... Uh, you know, two the two main things. If if I'm gonna you know focus on anything, be uh, you know if they need any instruction on how to line up the sights, and by going to a red dot, that pretty much eliminates that. So it takes that off the table. You know, after that, really just focus on uh, you know nice smooth trigger press, and all you got to do is hold that red dot on there, smooth trigger press. You know, if their stance isn't perfect, it really doesn't matter. You know, we're not kicking indoors or anything we're not under time so um as long as they're comfortable how they're holding up the uh the firearm you know yeah whether it's a girlfriend or a spouse or a friend or whatever you're you're taking them out there because you you want to share something that you love with them uh basically whether it's your you know family member or whoever and the goal here is to make them want to come back and if they want to come back naturally they're going to want to learn more and be better at it that's when you're going to start working on things. Uh, if they start asking questions, by all means, jump on it. But uh, keep it as, as fun as possible. Let's get them coming back. So when they do come back, then uh, then you can start, you know, working on those ten different problems, you know, one at a time, or whatever. But uh, I think the goal here we got to remember is don't try to build Rome in a day. You know, let's just uh, let's make them want to come back and work and, and have fun. Absolutely. And uh, tell them to listen to Gunfighter Cast. So, uh, calibers, a little bit of guns, um, steel targets. We talked a little bit about some pretty good drills, dry and live. You know, safety's fun. You know, we've talked recently about, you know, range safety and how to not shoot yourself and stuff like that. I go back and listen to that if you missed it because, um, you know, it's always, it's, it's never fun whenever uh, something bad happens. So, definitely whenever we have new shooters or we're out there doing something fun, we have to do these things within reason and we have to be safe because that's our first responsibility and our first priority is to, uh, you know, be safe and be responsible with our firearm. Yeah, the first, uh, like when I, for example, when I took the girls this past weekend, uh, first thing we did was go over the firearm safety rules once we got there and make sure that we're all on the same page and uh more of a refresher because obviously i'd shown them that stuff before but always good to bring that back to the forefront well you say a refresher and you brought up to your girls before who obviously don't shoot all the time even us you know we're if i'm with a bunch of you know experienced shooters that 
or, or some of our um, you know slickest guys around, and I'm doing a range for them. That's the first thing we're going to talk about is safety before we do anything else. It doesn't. It never goes away. You know, we're going to have fun out here. We're going to do something. You know, we're going to have a, a good time on this range, but uh, we're going to be safe too. We never grow out of that. So you got anything else? Anything else is fun that you like to do, or have done, or would like to do some more of? Uh, you know what? It's eventually it gets to the point where it's hard not to have fun. You know, <laughs> when you're just talking about all this different stuff and. You know, it does. Sometimes it's you know go for the long distance stuff. Sometimes up close. Uh, you know, sometimes fast. Sometimes slow. You know, a lot of times if it's not fun, then you should probably stop doing it. And I, and I don't mean stop doing the stuff that's not fun because everybody's got to practice their support hand stuff. But I mean, if you're having a bad day and you're getting frustrated because you're you're missing targets or whatever, you know, just kind of dial yourself back in if you got to. You know, unload for a second, sit down, just relax. But you know, if it you start getting frustrated, starts not being fun, then you know maybe consider uh, shutting down for the day and trying to pick it up next time. Yeah, you brought up a good point in there about uh, you know, whether it's long range or short range. Maybe you don't carry a pistol, but you listen to Gunfighter Cast is because you like to hear our voice or whatever. But you don't carry a pistol. Uh, your thing is rifles. If that's your thing, go out and shoot long range. There's all kind of cool stuff you can do long range with you know scoped rifles and bolt guns and semi-autos and stuff. Great time. If you're not into that, but that's kind of what you grew up doing with hunting rifles, but you're, you're kind of over the long guns, you know, get your hands on a pistol or an AR or something like that. Go out and play with that. See how much fun that is. If the shotgun's new to you, and say maybe you feel that you've, you've come close to, which I don't think any of us will ever will, uh, mastering the, uh, the pistol, uh, I guess you could say, to a certain level, I'm sure we could, but uh, you know, pick up that shotgun and have that thing break your heart because it's such a you know complicated system to run at an advanced level. There's plenty of options out there. You get tired of one thing or you get one thing down, go shoot a three gun match and uh, see what your problems are. Which uh, I've never done that before, but it uh, looks like a good time. But uh, we probably shouldn't talk about competition. I shouldn't say those four letters, IDPA, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make anybody's head explode. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all I got, man. Just uh, I would just say go out, uh, have fun, you know, change it up. If you're in a routine where you're kind of getting bored with it or whatever, you know, find something else. You know, there's a lot of good videos and resources out there. There's there's other podcasts out there that give you you know good suggestions that are absolutely free. There's videos that you can pay for and watch. Uh, there's uh, classes you can take, and that's some of the most fun things you can do. Is go take a class. It's uh, just hanging out with the people uh, alone is a good time. Uh, taking a class and, and you know learning what you're learning and out there and measuring yourself uh, to the, the people beside you is uh that, that's itself it's a good time it's a lot of fun it's an awesome community awesome group of people that'll be in that class with you and uh, I'm sure that that's something you should look into and if you're kind of getting somewhere where you might feel like you're stagnant or something and uh, you're not just having so much fun anymore go take a class uh, I guarantee you'll come out of that thing reinvigorated you'll have a lot more uh, drills to train probably that you can do on your own because you'll learn some things uh, in the class as well as uh you know ways to train and drills absolutely well anything else john no i think we've uh, just about covered it for today it's been fun talking about having fun with guns i know that i'm getting ready to get on a little boat tomorrow a high-speed vessel and go up to sub-zero temperatures actually day after tomorrow just found out today that we are teaching some japanese how to teach shoot their uh m24s that they just got from us that should be interesting. I've never shot an M24. I've shot Remington 700s, but never M24. So that should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to shoot any guns up there. Now I will be able to shoot guns up there. So can't beat that. No, sounds like a good time. 
Yeah, I'll be laying in the snow with my snow camouflage on and some snowshoes and filling all high speeds. I'll see if I can get a Facebook picture with the snow coming down and the sun in the background or something for you. Just make sure you get the sunglasses on. Oh, I will definitely be wearing cool sunglasses and cool gloves, without a doubt. Probably really big, thick, cool gloves. It's like uh, zero degrees Fahrenheit there. It's kind of ridiculous. Again, this was fun, talking about having fun. You guys go out and uh, make sure you're having fun. Uh, just a couple little quick announcements uh, we'll throw out there for you here at the end. I uh, mentioned before Stitcher Radio. If you go to Stitcher Radio, if you don't have it already, download Stitcher Radio. You can go to www.gunfightercast.com. Go there, click the Stitcher link on the right-hand side, a little picture of Stitcher Radio. You can get most all the Gun Rights Radio podcasts on there, and you'll find a lot new, lot more podcasts that I didn't even know exist. Some of them aren't even on iTunes, but they're, they're running through Stitcher right now. And uh, I didn't know they were out there. I just found a lot more uh, gun podcasts that I even knew existed. Just go there through our website and put in the promo code GUNFIGHTER. Uh, then when you download that app on your mobile device, go ahead and put in. You'll see at the top when it's asking for your email and registration, it asks where did you hear about Stitcher. Uh, put in the promo code there again, uh, GUNFIGHTER. And that gives us a whole dollar. And right now, I think so far since the last show, uh, we have made two whole dollars. So uh, we're getting rich. You know, we're, we're getting up there. Next thing you know, we're going to be able to, you know, buy all kind of cool stuff for Gunfighter Cast. So, uh, but yeah, by all means, go there and, and get that and check it out. And uh, I think you'll you'll appreciate Stitcher and how it, uh, you know, allows you to download shows and listen to them and gives you a lot more at your fingertips there. I want to uh, thank the people that have been sending in the emails. Uh, emails have been coming in pretty good, and I suspect that uh, Daniel and I'll be able to get a uh, email show together here shortly. Yeah, we were so slack this week. We should have did emails. Uh, we'll definitely have to hit those next time because we've been getting a lot of emails lately. Really, really good. Yeah, getting some good uh, good topic ideas and stuff, so really appreciate them. Uh, other than that, Facebook, uh, Google+, Plus. We, uh, we tried our first Hangout last week. Had a couple of folks join us. Thanks for joining us. So we, we had one try and one succeed and get on with us. Uh, he gave the secret to shooting well and being awesome marksman uh but we didn't have him on the mic and we weren't able to record it so you're not going to get that lost for forever and uh that's pretty much all i can think of all right me too oh john's got a new post out on uh gunfightercast.us or you can go to gunfightercast.com and click blog link john's got a new little thing he wrote up there i think it lacked ocd this time i'll try and do better next time no i know i think you oh you want more ocd Yeah, I, I got to give you some more material to work with, I guess. Okay, yeah, work on that. It's your homework. Very good. All right, well, that was fun, John. Thanks for joining me again for uh, another episode. And if you have any suggestions on things that you want to hear us talk about, then shoot us an email, daniel at gunfightercast.com uh, or john at gunfightercast.com, either one of us. Uh, if you have to, just send to one of us, and uh, we'll share it with each other, so it's no problem. But by all means, go ahead and uh, get that. And uh, if you have an Android Go to the Android Marketplace and download your free app from uh, the Android Marketplace for Gunfighter Cast, so you can get us right there all the time. You iTunes guys with uh, iPods and iPhones, uh, I'm still working on that. Uh, the Apple Store hates me, but uh, that'll be out sometime. Well, that's pretty much all I got. All right, that sounds good. That's all I have. So um, just want to thank everybody for listening, and until next time, be safe. Yep, Gunfighter Cast out.